What does it actually mean to call in your person? There's a lot of information out there about conscious relationships, calling in your queen, calling in your king, but let's get real about what it actually takes to do that and what it actually means to be in conscious partnership. In today's best of episode, I am sharing a guest training I did about this exact topic, and I cannot wait to share it with you because there are so many nuggets in here. So let's do this. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, a life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. Calling in your king, calling in your person can be a massive, overwhelming, transformational, holy shit moment in life. And it's something that we get to really take note of and take stock of in the sense that we're not just calling in our king. We're calling in our healing. We're calling in our growth. We're calling in our expansion. We are calling in the depths of our insecurities, of our wounds, of every single thing that we have been avoiding through being single. And I say this all the time that relationships are hands down, bar none, the best personal development workshop you will ever do. Here's why. You can do all the personal development work. You can read all the books. You can study with all the best coaches. You can do all the things and be really awesome. Single. Because nobody's calling you on your shit. Nobody is there in the most intimate moments with literally like your heart on the table, there's nothing at stake. And so we get to really realize that a relationship is not just calling in the great moments and calling in, you know, our, our great sex and great love and passion and connection and conversations, but it is calling in our deepest healing. So you enter that relationship, like you enter a workshop, You step into that relationship like you step into the room when you put your money down and sign up to get your ass handed to you at a personal development course because you know that this is going to be your greatest edge. This is going to be your greatest growth. This is going to be your greatest stretch, and it is going to be some of the hardest work you've ever had to do. Now, this isn't very rah-rah, yay, can't wait to find my relationship and my person, but that's the point. The point of this is is we get to create a new relationship with relationship. We get to understand that healing means death, means shadow, means insecurity, means wounds. We have to be in relationship with that in a way that's effective. Because what I find happens with a lot of my girlfriends who are single, who then get into a relationship or people that I coach is The minute things get a little touch and go, the minute things get a little tricky, all the things come up and they instantly go like this. They push back and they say, it's supposed to be easy. I don't get why this is happening. 
you know, why do I feel this way? I thought I worked on all of this. I thought I was over all of this. And the truth is, yeah, you can work on certain things all day. But again, if you're single, you don't really have anybody to test if it's true, to test if that idea that you've worked on is actually embodied yet. And you won't know until you're in deep and intimate partnership. And this is why we really get to change our relationship to what it means to call on our person. Yes, we're calling in our king. Yes, we're calling in our queen, but we're also calling in our deepest healing. And when you are ready to step into that and you're truly ready, truly ready, not just like, yeah, I want a relationship because I'm lonely, because you can find people. You can go on Tinder. You can go on all the apps. You can swipe left, swipe right. I'm not sure which way you swipe because I've never dated online. I got, I got booed up before the online dating thing. However, loneliness can be cured with a person, with a body, right? For a moment. But true loneliness can only be cured with deep intimacy, with the self first. And so when you're truly ready to face off with the self, that is when the money happens. That is when the true healing happens. That is when the true kingdom and queendom emerges because you're actually accessing all of the self. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I have been in a relationship with amazing people and I have felt lonely in those relationships because there wasn't real healing happening. There wasn't real depth occurring. And if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. You're like literally sitting next to somebody who you spent the last like, 10 days in a row, and then you're kind of like, I feel lonely. I don't feel present in their presence, in their presence. I don't feel their energy here. So loneliness superficially can be solved by putting a body next to you. But true loneliness can only be solved when you are truly ready to be with yourself. And when you are truly ready to be with yourself, that means all of yourself, not just the pretty stuff. Not just the stuff that's, yay, I'm so in love and it's amazing, but the stuff that you didn't even know was there. And I know, like, I've been married now for three and a half years, together with Preston for almost oh, six. We just hit our sixth year in November. And I feel like the deeper we go and the more we come together in relationship the deeper we peel back the onion on our own unhealed childhood stuff, stuff that we've worked through personally outside of relationship, but stuff that never got tested in the presence of true, real intimacy and love. And the biggest thing that I find for both men and women, the biggest struggle when it comes to relating to one another is the feeling of not feeling worthy to actually receive what's right in front of you. And again, I don't know about you all, but this has shown up a lot for me in partnership where it's almost like it's too good to be true. What's wrong? Something's going to happen. The other shoe's going to drop. Oh my gosh, how do I be with this? And how I be with it is actually being with my own conversation of unworthiness, being with my own unwillingness to receive. And this is a big thing that the feminine has to remember that is really hard to remember is that we are receiving beings. 
If you look at how we're shaped anatomically in our sexual organs, we are receiving beings. And we are in our highest creative power when we're able to fully receive. We can then fertilize that creativity and birth something new into the world, physically with a baby, but also energetically. With other things, we can birth love, we can birth presence, we can birth creative force, we can birth expression, we can birth sensuality, we can birth all these things that we have to be willing to receive. And most of the feminine that I know has a really hard time receiving because there's an underlying story called, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy to. This is too good to be true. Or, or I'll settle for this level of receiving because this is all I think I'm I'm able to receive. And I had this conversation with a friend the other day and it was like so potent because, and it was actually a conversation that myself and Preston and a bunch of friends and I had in a car in Jamaica over New Year's. But just re- revisiting this conversation of if you have been starved for food or water, let's say in the desert for a month, <laughs> right? You're starved for it. You haven't had a drop of water. You haven't had a drop of anything. You will literally be happy to drink urine. You will be happy to drink oil from a car. You will be happy to lick the sweat off of somebody's face. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, if you are starved and deficient in what you haven't been willing to give yourself, worthiness, love, attention, um, just like soul. If you haven't been even like being with your soul, you will take anything. You will take, like your standards will go so low that you will take a guy that's like, you'll be, you'll be shocked. Oh my God, I can't believe that he called me. Like most guys text, he called me. Wow. Okay. Well, that's not that big of a deal. But it's a big deal if you're starved for attention. It's a big deal if you haven't been treating yourself with a level of respect and haven't been owning your own boundaries and owning your own worthiness. And this is what we as women get to get really fucking good at. We get to start going, you know what? That's awesome. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that in a world where most people text. And I have some other things that are required in order for you to be impressive. You don't have to say that, but you get to know that. And that goes back to this level of receiving. We can only fully receive that which we believe we are worthy of receiving. So you've got to know what you're worthy of receiving first. And that takes the work, but it's going to take the work through relationship as well. And this is why dating is really important. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to date because everybody out there sucks or like, I don't like to go out or whatever the excuse is. But dating is your practice. It is your training ground. It is the game in which you play and you practice owning your worth. You practice saying no. You practice asking for what you need. You practice saying what your boundaries are. You practice saying what's really on your mind instead of saying the thing that you think that they want to hear. And as women, this is a practice that has gone so unpracticed that is so um, foreign to most of us because we are taught from a very young age to be a good girl, to be quiet, 
to do whatever we need to do to fit in, to look a certain way in order to fit in, to be liked, to be loved. And we just people please left and right and left and right and left and right, left and right. So you're dating as you're out there getting to know what you want. That's literally how you have to approach dating. I am getting to know what I want. I'm going to go on a date with this guy because it seems interesting. Not in my head. I'm not going to make him to be the guy. I'm not going to get really excited and tell all my friends. That's what women do. God, this is that. He seems interesting. Let's go learn more. And then you sit down and you ask questions that matter to you. You say things that are on your mind. You answer honestly. If he says something that's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to drink on the weekends and you're not about that life, you can say, oh, that's really awesome. I'm glad you love that. That's totally not my lifestyle. So as great as I think you are, that's, this probably isn't going to work. And we get to practice receiving that which we need and that which we don't want in our lives instead of settling for licking the sweat off somebody's face because <laughs> we're thirsty. So we get to really, really deal with that and be with that. And then once you have the person, once you call in your person, you call in your king, you call in that person that's like, we've got so many values aligned. Oh my God, this is great. And you guys are both in. Then get ready for the real fucking work. Because yes, you'll have a honeymoon phase. Yes, it's going to be great. Yes, the sex is going to be awesome. Yes, you can't keep your hands off each other. And then there's going to come a time, whether it's in a couple weeks or it's in a couple months or it's in a year or two, where the mask of I'm trying to be my best self for you so that we don't lose each other, which is not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it's something we do as human beings and we get to acknowledge that we do it. Once that mask starts to get comfortable and starts to kind of like you leave it at home a couple times or you move in together or whatever, you start to really see underneath all the things. You start to see all of the uh, not so desirable qualities in your partner, just as your partner is starting to see that within you. And this is where the work kicks in because you can either go, oh, well, I didn't know that he was this and this and this and this, and now this isn't going to work. Or you can go, huh, I've attracted this person with these qualities that trigger me, that bother me, that set me off. And now what do I choose to do with that? Because it's always a reflection for us to look at. Do I choose to set a boundary? Do I choose to do some inner healing? Maybe it's triggering an insecurity or a jealousy within me that comes from X, Y, and Z from my past. This is when the real work happens. So I want you to really consider as you're stepping into the game, it's twofold. You're stepping into the dating game going, I am practicing owning my queendom. I am practicing asking for what I want learning how to receive what I desire to the standard and level that I desire it. Not settling for kind of like, sort of, maybe, right? So that's part one, practice. Dating is practice. Don't just go for any guy that gives you attention. Do not just say yes because it's he's cute and like his profile looks great. Be specific. Receive what you need. And then part two, when you call in your person, when you call in that king, 
get ready to work the kingdom, right? Because calling it your king, that means you got to own your queendom, which is why you practice in dating. And then the king and the queen come together. And then at that point, you literally sit on your throne. And now you have to survey the kingdom. And the kingdom is not always awesome, right? Like there's a lot of shit that happens in the kingdom. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I've seen a couple episodes and I know that shit's always going down, right? Shit is always going down in the kingdom. And that is the truth with sitting on your throne as king and queen together. You guys have to manage a kingdom where shit will always be going down because you're in a relationship and you're human. And that is the point of relationship is your deepest healing. So you get to change how you're relating to calling in your king and go, I am calling in my deepest healing. Thank you for showing up as my healer. Thank you for showing up as my teacher. Thank you for pissing me off and triggering me and, and calling forth all the parts of myself that I didn't even know that I needed to still heal. Thank you. Because the only way you can do it is in deep, intimate partnership. It's the only way. Can't do it by yourself. Even if you work with the best coaches on the planet, can't. Because your heart's not on the line. Your heart's not wide open. Your, your sex isn't wide open. And there's no level of deep vulnerability like there is in relationship. There's just no other level. It is the deepest, most vulnerable place that you can be. And that is where healing happens. And if you know that going in, you set yourself up for success. Because a lot of people go in going, well, as long as I've got a conscious man, as long as I meet the guy, then I'll be great. Then it won't be like my last relationship. No, no. You're going to meet a guy who's going to be awesome. But the same shit from your last relationship is going to show up if you didn't heal it from your last relationship. And it will continue to show up until you choose to heal it. So you might as well heal it with the person you're calling in. This is a big deal. And this is what a lot of people in the conscious relationship space don't talk about because it's conscious and it's supposed to be good and everything's no a conscious partnership means that you guys are just both conscious of the work that needs to be done on itself, not pointing at them and going, you need to, you need to, you need to, it's, I need to, I get to, wow. What a gift that I have the opportunity to look at X, Y, and Z. And that is truly a huge huge gift. One thing I noticed for myself early on in really all of my relationships, but I've, I've worked on shifting it with Preston. It's the first time that I've related to the thick of it in a really powerful way. Where I'm like, okay, this is awesome. We are about to have a major breakthrough. I can't wait to see what I'm going to learn about myself, the healing I'm going to have, the healing that I can help support you in having, because you're here to heal each other as well, right? Like, you're kind of signing up to go, like, I'm going to help you heal your wounds as I help heal my own. So it's like, not only do I get to help heal the man I love, but I get to help heal myself. What a fucking awesome opportunity. So make sure you're relating to it in that way. And that will just exponentially change how you argue, how you enter the thickness of life. How do you know if he's the one? Big commitment. Is it always a feeling or is it just more of alignment of value standards, etc.? Here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe in the one. The one. I believe there's a lot of ones. I believe some of my ones are female. 
not meaning I'm attracted to females because I'm not like sexually. It's just not my jam. Nothing wrong with it, but not my jam. Um, I believe some of my ones are children, are pets, are older people. Like there's just people you have soul connections with. And when I have those soul connections with people, it's undeniable. It's like, fuck, you are awesome. <laughs> like, you are just awesome. Like we just get each other. And my best friends are, are some of my ones. Um, obviously my partner Preston is one of my ones. Um, and I'm just using the term ones cause that's what we use in society, but you don't know until you know. Right. And for me, it's like, I, I know personally, because I just feel like we get each other, even though we don't fully understand each other and we're not fully the same and we've got our differences. And there's just this level of like, I feel at home. I feel like I can be myself. And that feels really good, right? Then when it comes to choosing a life partner, of course you want the person to have that feeling. You want to feel that one type of feeling, that deep connection, like, oh my God, I feel at home. I can totally be myself. It's great. But that's when you want to look at aligning your values. Like a life partnership, it's like going into business with somebody. I am not going to go into business with somebody who has a completely different working style than I have unless that's what I'm, I'm looking for, right? If, if I'm looking for someone who loves to do sales calls and that's not my jam, perfect. Let's go into business together knowing that that's your thing. So you've got to know what matters most to you long-term in terms of values because um, all the other things are going to do this. <laughs> They're going to wax and wane and even values will change. But if you know somebody's inherent kind of vision for their life and where they're headed and what they care about, that will have a dramatic effect on your compatibility in the long term. It will exponentially help you guys stay sticky when it's really easy to not be sticky. And there's moments, you know, like somebody loses a job, somebody, somebody's health goes down the tubes. Um, you have a baby, you have a miscarriage. Like there's just so many life moments that happen where the stickiness of love and relationship that happens at the beginning gets tested. And so if you don't have stickiness other than like the fun sparks, those moments of testing will test, test, test you hardcore. That's why for me, values and alignment and like life vision, for instance, Preston and I have a similar mountain we're headed towards in life. So our values align because our mountains are similar. And while they're, the path to get there is going to look dramatically different sometimes, it's going to be the same path sometimes, um, it's the same mountain. We, we care about living life to our fullest potential. We care about giving back, being of service. We care about full expression and freedom and exploring the world and exploring ourselves. We care about fun. We care about like family. We care about all the same things. Not all the same things. There's some things we care about that don't matter, but the important things we care about. And so you really do want to make sure you're aligned with those things. That is really, really important. Hopefully something in this landed for you. And I really, again, two takeaways I want you to really consider is how you relate to dating. Don't go in dating going, Oh, is he going to pick me? Go into dating like, do I want to pick you? Let's see. I'm curious. Let me practice saying no, saying what's on my mind, saying what I mean, saying what I need. I'm going to practice. And guess what? If your guy's the guy, if that guy's the guy, 
he'll be like, yep, I love it. Hell yeah, bring it on. I can do that. If he's not the guy, he will be scared out of his mind. And you don't want to deal with him anyway. Bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> right? You can say good riddance to that. But again, you need to be in the practice of receiving the standard of queen that you are. That's how we work our worthiness conversation. Part two, when you call in your king, know that you are calling in the deepest healing of the self as well as your king. And you guys get to sit and survey the kingdom, which will have a bunch of shit in it. And that's the opportunity. You guys get to build a kingdom together that could be your most authentic, fully expressed, fully actualized, fully open, fully loving selves. And that's going to take work. And it's going to be hard. There's going to be moments where you're going to be like, fuck this, all of this, because this shit is not easy. But that's what you're calling in with all the other good stuff, too. It's not all that, but know that that's a part of it and look forward to that because that is the journey of life. If you can be more alive in who you truly are and relationship is a great way to access that. Wow. What a gift. So, so make sure you're readying the body and saying, yes, I'm actually ready to call that into not just all the good stuff, but that as well. And when you align that readiness in your body and that gets really in there, like, fuck yeah, bring it on life. Yes. Then life will start handing you people to give you that opportunity. All right. I hope you enjoyed that best of episode. There's so many gems in there, whether you are currently partnered or looking for that special person. These things are important to keep in mind, and I hope it provided value to you. I hope you got at least one little nugget that is going to stick with you, that is going to help shift your mindset and shift how you show up and embody your own sense of queendom or kingdom in your work. And as always, thank you for taking the time to really explore the self and explore the possibilities of what life has to offer with me. I truly appreciate your time. I know it's one of the most valuable assets we have in today's world. So I just truly want to thank you for spending your time with me and thank you for being a listener of this podcast. Um, If you haven't already, please subscribe so you are up to date on every single episode that comes out. And if you have 90 seconds, I would be so, so, so grateful if you took that time and went on iTunes, left a rating and review. You can screenshot it and send it to podcast at alexipanos.com. And someone on my team will send you back this magical link that has access for you to over a thousand dollars worth of goodies and freebies to help you unleash your best life, love, and business. So make sure you check that out. That is my way of saying thank you. And as always, my number one wish is that you action one of the inspirations or nuggets or motivations that you got from today's episode. Do something about it. Change one thing in your life so that you actually can experience the change in your life. That is how we create sustainable change. You got to get up off your ass and do something. So go do something. Keep being awesome. I love you. And I will see you on the next episode.